Welcome back, welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 108. And on tonight's episode, we're talking about the return of sports. That's right, the UFC had their first event since the pandemic began, and uh, UFC 249 is Jimmy takes a deep dive into that event, and we go through uh, all the ins and outs from that, and uh, sports being back in some capacity. After that, Jordan talks about the NBA and their attempts to come back and uh, what he believes and what he thinks and whether or not uh, we're going to have a season in the NBA and we're, whether or not we're going to finish the season. Uh, after that, Dan talks about the MLB and uh, same thing. Are we going to have a season? Is it going to come back? What's it going to look like? And uh, and all that jazz. Um, after that, we do a little bit of a coronavirus update, talk about uh, some things that uh, are reopening. Uh, Ohio is uh, opening more and more across the state, so we talk about that and uh, our opinions on all that stuff. Uh, we get into our poll of the week, which uh, deals with that very issue, specifically restaurants, uh, who patios open up this weekend, so that'll be interesting. After that, the guys get into their top five, and we just talk about the things that we miss the most uh, over this coronavirus time and uh, things that we took for granted that we could do on a normal basis, so... The guys uh, lay all that out, um, and uh, we end the episode with shout-outs, and we each have uh, a different thing to shout-out uh, for this week's episode, and uh, that is going to do it for this week. But first, let's talk about the beers of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan Jimmy and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Alright, here we go. Beer of the week. Uh virtual beer of the week edition what? Uh nine? I think this is nine. Next week will be 10. Um, so here we go. Just like every other week, so. we have three yeah. different beers. One is not an Ohio beer. We'll get into that later because Jimmy is not in Ohio. So we'll get into that when he talks about his. For me, I've got Sibling Revelries Cabin Fever Kolsch. Yeah, so nothing like a good Kolsch. Oh, I like it. It um, yeah, for sure. Especially in like the summer. How, how does that because one taste? of the name? It's called Cabin Fever, and I feel like that's what we have right now is Cabin Fever. Um, since we have essentially been in our houses True. the last two months, two and a half months, two months. But uh, yeah, really light, really crisp. Yeah. Uh, I like the can. The can is like a a. Uh, family in the 50s in their living room watching the news on their old school TV. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Pretty cool. Uh it's a limited series too. Oh, so That's cool. I, I like don't that. know exactly what that means, but it is very good. So I always like to read the descriptions on the cans. So staying outside isn't staying inside isn't too bad, especially when you have cabin fever Kolsch. Kick back and enjoy the great indoors with this deli- deliciously smooth Kolsch-style ale. 
pairs perfectly with solitary reflections, streaming binges on the couch, and riding out the storm. So I, I think this is like almost like a uh, coronavirus special that they brewed. Oh. Yeah. So very, very good. Oh, it sounds like, yeah. It says for family and for... Uh, I don't know. It's beer, so I don't cool. know for family, but... <laughs> for the whole family. Yeah. Apparently, there's like children on the can. I mean, that's what uh, <laughs> yeah, root beer is for, right? The not your father's root beer? for the whole family. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Kids at an early age. Yeah. 5.2%. Yeah, seems kind of right. high for a Kolsch. Hold on, did, quick question. Did you guys ever, when you were a kid, when you went out to restaurants, when we could go out to restaurants, did you ever order a root beer for the sole purpose of getting it in a beer bottle? No, I, I actually hate no? root beer. Seriously? What about yeah, you, Jordan? I, I don't like root beer. Did you ever, yeah, when I'm you were a kid and when you went out to restaurants with your family, when we actually could go out to restaurants, did you order root beer for the sole purpose of getting it in a beer bottle? Oh, absolutely. Me and my sister would love to go to Cracker Barrel and get That's root what, beer see, because we would pretend like we were drinking I've only, only been to Cracker Barrel once. Yeah. I can't remember where else they would serve them, <laughs> but I think I would ask. I'm like, if, if I got a root beer, if I ask for root beer, they say, is a bottle okay? And I bet like, it's more than okay. Bring it. Yeah. Keep them coming. Like, seven. Keep them coming. It's more than. How do you not like root beer, Tim? Come on now. I don't know. I just never I liked it. it. So, I love it. Yeah. It's not Coke. It's not Pepsi. It's not. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I okay. Like, like, I don't. It, it's not the same thing, but I also don't like Dr. Pepper. I don't like Mr. Pibb. I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah, I just never did. Oh, like so you don't like you mean spicy pops. Or, or right, Jordan? Spicy pops, yeah. Gotcha. Spicy pops. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because you're not so uh, no, I don't Have we done pop. a poll for that? <laughs> I don't think so. That's because. Uh, yeah, no, Jimmy, if we did if we did a poll up here, like 99% would say hey, pop, right. and I'd be the one that is true. That said, so. Yeah, so anyway, like I said, 5.2%. It seems a little high for a coach. Yes, what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Dan. I, now that you mention it, I can't think of yeah, too many Kolsch's so, that push very good, much very farther close. than four and a half um, percent. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Like any other Kolsch, it's got a little little bit more body to it than like a like a Pilsner. Um, but very good. It's a thumbs up for me. Cool. Awesome. I'll go next because I'm really excited about mine. Um, so I wanted to try a smaller Cleveland brewery because I've been really bringing a lot of like flagship brewery beers lately. So I went with one of my favorite breweries in the city, Working Class Brewery in West Park. And I went with their Minuteman Hazy IPA. So before I even say anything about it, how cool is that can? It Obviously, our listeners can't see well, it as I'm picture talking it. about it, but it's like a skeleton yeah exactly it's like a skeleton man in a colonial patriot outfit complete with a musket and a, those one of those tri-corner hats and he's riding a uh, like a motorcycle in what looks like a post-apocalyptic cleaning so it's kind of sweet uh really cool can um and so as far as the beer goes right off the bat it's 
juicy. It's drinkable. It's very, very, um, it's not bitter at all. It's very much a hazy IPA. So this is the type of IPA, if you're not a big IPA fan, you might want to consider trying out. Um, and I'm going to read the description from their website. It says, Minuteman New England style hazy IPA uh, includes uh, passion fruit and citrus notes that dominate this hazy beer, followed by a nice soft mouthfeel. That's how they word it. Um, I would say that's probably accurate. It definitely has that fruity twinge to it. Uh, and it's about six and 6.3%, it says. So, yeah, it's a very, very mild tasting IPA. So not brutal at all, but it's, it's good. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very tasty IPA that I think both IPA enthusiasts and IPA rookies would enjoy. So. That's oh, I, my really beer like, of the week. Uh, I really like that beer. Really good. I actually almost got working class brewery, so that's a good good thing I didn't. But yeah. Uh yeah, I I almost sure. got a I almost got a beer that uh would kill Jimmy. Put it that way. Huh? Well Uh oh. Yeah. Oh you see, I don't know I if it I would. I really don't think it would. Um well, it's actually brewed with peanuts. I don't I don't know because Chick-fil-A, they cook their stuff in peanut oil and I can eat it. So I'm allergic to like the actual protein, I guess, in the peanut that isn't in fried peanut oil. So maybe that's what it is. But oh. I don't know about beer. Probably not worth trying. No. And I maybe, definitely shouldn't be eating Chick-fil-A, but I do it maybe anyway. A sip? Maybe huh? we'll try a sip during an episode. Yeah, I'll be in so, a hospital. We can do it there in the parking lot of a Cleveland yeah. Clinic. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy, you know, that's funny you say that. Uh, our one friend, Alex... Uh, I know Dan, you know who he is. I don't know if Jimmy knows who he is. Alex Tolbert, he is very much allergic to peanuts, but he accidentally had a peanut butter stout once and didn't realize it till like an hour later or something. I don't know how he didn't realize it, but, and he was totally fine. And it's something about the brewing process breaks down the protein the that he's probably allergic to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah so he was okay. Um, now it's not a thing that he frequently drinks cause I'm sure there's still like a weird aspect of that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. So just in case you were to accidentally drink one, don't panic. Yeah. Probably, I think I would be okay. I, I think my parents lied to me my entire life. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Actually. I, uh, I've had like numerous tests and I remember back when I was maybe, I don't know, early on, they like did a rash test and, um, they said, like, yeah, on a scale of 1 to 100, he's, like, a 99 or, like, a 98. Like, terrible, 100 being the worst. He's like, it's one of the worst cases we've seen in this clinic. And um, I'm like, okay, that's good. Oh, wow. And then I went back a few years later, yeah, and I got tested again. And I was like, you know, maybe I grew out of it. Sometimes that happens with allergies. Maybe not that severe. But the doctor said, nope, it got worse. You went up to 99. He's oh, like, so you're not going to grow out of it. And uh, he's like, question, does anybody in your house eat peanuts or is there any sort of peanut product or food, peanut butter in the house? I said, yeah, my sister eats it literally every single day. He's like, kid, I'm not surprised you're still, he's, I'm not surprised you're dead or I'm not surprised you're still alive. I don't know. What am I saying? He said, you should be (laughs) dead. He's got too much sun over the last few days. I'm hammered. Yeah. Yeah. He said, you should be dead. (laughs) He said, I'm surprised you're not dead. There you go. I'm hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Surprise, you're not dead. I don't know. That's so, as 11 year old, it's not fun to hear. So, um, 
I've had no reaction since, but uh, maybe I'll try that beer. I'm feeling uh, risky. Gonna roll the I'm dice. Risky. It's yeah. uh, cl- I think it's called Clockout. Clockout. By who? What brewery? Work, working class. Working class. Okay. Yeah, hey, I love it. I'll love look it. into it. Yeah. Just stab me in the epi uh, with an epipen right in the thigh. Ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> be fine. All right, boys. Um, hey, I have got, Jimmy. not a Cleveland uh, brew. It is called Big Wave. It's a golden ale. It's from Kona Brewing Company. And oh. I didn't know where this was based out of, but it's Hawaii. Uh, yep, Hawaii's Big Island. Yeah. Kahalua, Kona, if that's how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Um, Kona, yeah, yeah. So it's owned yeah. by Craft Brew Alliance. Um, yeah, I, I've never had a Florida you know, IPA or local brew before, um, you know, cause I just turned 21 last year, blah, blah, blah. Well, you haven't had, well, you haven't had one yet either. Cause that's from Hawaii. Uh, well in Florida, I guess. I meant, oh, yeah. um, yeah. So I think I've only, I mean, I've only had like Cincinnati based beers, Cleveland based beers, now Hawaii based beers, but, um, yeah, it's not, it's not too terrible. 4.4. 4. Um, it's a bottle. I didn't mention a bottle earlier, so it's an interesting uh, shaped bottle too. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, if yeah. I had to rate it out of ten, give it a six. Ooh, oh, not the okay. bottle. What do you What do you not like about it? I don't, there's just no really distinct taste to it. Kind of, it lacks yeah. definition. It's a good word. Oh. Yeah, I, I'd say so. I don't know. Sorry, I, <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good to me. So not terrible, but. Miss my Cleveland breweries, that's for sure. You guys see that? I've got uh look at that wing. flow. You like that those wings growing out of, out of that my hat of my hair? Can you I curl? Have, I in the back. Oh yeah. Spe- well, spe- yeah especially yeah, especially when I wear a hat. Yeah. It really curls. Uh so yeah, anyway, I I posted a <laughs> I posted a poll on whether I should get a haircut on Friday well tomorrow. Actually, if you're listening to this today. Oh, this is uh, funny. This is really funny. And because I'm going back and forth, like if if you were to ask me three weeks ago when like my hair was still like at a weird, weird, awkward like length, I would have been like, man, I I like I can't I can't take it anymore. I need a haircut. I was actually uh, considering having Hannah try cutting my hair with her horse shears <laughs> that she oh styles gosh. like uh, horse hair with. So on her horses that she uh, that she takes care of. But yeah, so but now. I got the flow rocking a little bit. I'm kind of feeling it. I don't know. So I put up the poll yesterday, asking for so people's funny. opinions, and uh, I got—I actually got a lot of votes, and it was literally 50-50. <laughs> yes or no? That is so funny. So it was, like, it was like four. I think I counted 46. Well, I think it said 46 votes when I looked at it. Yeah. I mean, Which is a lot chunk of people. Yeah. What? What'd you say? So that's a good chunk of people, and it. I know. Hard to believe it's split right down the middle. So I'm like, okay, now I don't know what to do, because I was actually going to go off of that poll. I was going to be like, okay, all right. You should ask me, Jordan. The people want it. All right, guys, should I get a haircut? uh, Jordan, what do you think? You know, knowing I, I don't think you need to, but knowing that, knowing how you are about your hair, I know that you like to always get a fresh trim. So I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no, so you're still at 50-50. <laughs> oh, you guys. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, 
I'm definitely going to have to get it cut when it gets hot because I it's I won't be able to deal with it when it gets hot. So haven't uh, you had really long hair too when you were like not a since teenager? college, not <laughs> since college, so like ten years. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. I don't think I'm going to get it cut tomorrow. Maybe I'll wait a couple more weeks. Like maybe the first like really hot day, like like once it gets like into the 80s, maybe I'll do it. Which yeah, will be one, two months. I don't know. Maybe probably when we find a vaccine for the coronavirus. <laughs> Keep it growing. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, Mine was super long this year. I regret cutting it. So I know because it's it back growing. out to be. It's back out to being pretty long again. Yeah, that's right. I love what we're talking about how our hair looks, and nobody can see like what it looks like. So right, we'll post right. pictures, yeah, people. Don't yeah, you? I worry. just I wanted to get I wanted to get that out there because uh, I posted it on Twitter. So thanks a lot, everybody, for uh, not thanks for nothing with my decision. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for and you two too for splitting the <laughs> vote. All right. So what's up, boys? How we doing? Oh, hey, Dan. You know. Good to see you. Yeah, ten minutes into the episode <laughs> already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like since we started doing that new uh, intro, uh, we don't like introduce ourselves anymore. So it's like if you, oh yeah, so it's like if you if you've never listened to us before, we just go right into it, and nobody knows who like each other is. That's fine. Yeah, they have so, to go back and find out who we are. Go listen to our old episodes. Yeah, look at that. How about that? Clicks, check it out baby. at uh, lotlpodcast.com, where you can check out all of our embedded links That's to right. all of our episodes. All right. Anyway. Uh, let's see. So, what? Think uh, what do we? Jimmy's want to... got some fun updates to talk about for his favorite sport. Yeah, what do we? Do we want to talk about that? I'm not in the state. Or... Oh, let's, let's jump right in. Yeah, Jimmy. So, how's yeah. uh? You're in Florida right now. Where in Florida are you? How long have you been in Florida? And are you ever going to come home? Yes. So a lot of questions there to unravel. Um, I did book a flight home for next Friday, potentially. Depends Ooh. contingent on a few things uh, work-related. So I know I'm a working man now. Hmm? No, unfortunately. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so listeners out there, know anybody uh, yeah. that you hooked me up with? Uh, yeah, you got my... Before we sign Jimmy up on Bumble, see if anybody can help him out. Yeah, no success there. We're going somewhere else. We're going on... <laughs> Hinge. Farmers only or something. Tinder. Uh, that definitely. Uh, 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 yeah, farmers only. Uh, J date. Mingle. Sign me up. Um, yeah. But anyways, been here for almost two weeks now, and very eerie. Let's just talk about the plane ride. Um, it was like an afternoon flight, and usually it's. I think it was on a Friday, Thursday. I don't remember, but usually it's pretty busy. There was maybe eight people, and that security. Uh, not even TSA, just when you go check your bags in, all the hairlines, that little strip, um, maybe yeah. eight people. TSA, wow. two people ahead of me. Everybody had a mask on uh, when you were talking to a TSA agent. Uh, big barrier. Mo- almost all the stores, all the restaurants were closed. There was a couple open. Uh, it was super, super creepy. And it felt like if you've ever taken a plane and you arrive somewhere at like one in the morning, you know, sometime yeah, really late. Really. That's what it felt like, but it was daytime. So definitely not used to it. I wasn't complaining. Didn't have to wait for TSA at all. But uh, plane was about half full. Uh, everybody was wearing a mask just about. 
But when I got to Charlotte, a connecting flight packed, which is weird. So I don't know what it's like in Charlotte, but it was so crowded compared to Cleveland. It was just a two-hour difference, you know, and it's not that far away. But it seems like the southern states are having a little more success with this corona thing. And then when I got to Florida, I was um, kind of more just about the same uh, as Charlotte. But anyways, down here in Florida, the beaches are closed. I'm in Boca Raton. They open up next Monday, so the 18th. Uh, I know northern Florida is all open just about apparently you can't sit on the beach you can walk and exercise which i think okay. is kind of BS. okay yeah it's i so i i gotta i gotta stop because i was listening to the Ro- a rogan podcast today and uh yeah. <laughs> they were talking about how california just uh extended their stay-at-home order for another three months which if i lived in california i'd be moving oh. out of california today right away oh for sure uh, but anyway, they so for their beaches, they listed their restrictions, and then uh, one of them, one of them regarded fishing, and they said fishing is allowed, but you can't sit in a chair while you fish. Oh my goodness! Like what, what is that? What are these rules we're making up? You know, I, like I yeah, I, I have no idea. I don't know. But that that was the one that was ridiculous, and Joe That's Rogan used silly. some choice language for it, but. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. He's like, yeah, so we, we can fish, but we can't fish in a freaking chair. Like, how does that make any sense? So if I stand there... We'll stop the virus. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I haven't really seen the rules yet, but just kind of what I've heard, word of mouth. Um, you can't lay a beach towel down or a chair. You can't sunbathe. You have to walk. You have to run. It's just used for exercising. I'm assuming you can swim, but what if I'm just like standing put in the ocean, or what if I'm sitting in the ocean? You know, you, can't, you are allowed to swim. Okay, what if I'm just sitting in the water then? That's the same as sitting on <laughs> the beach, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Can I not sit? I have to keep moving. What if I'm a bad swimmer? What if I cramp apparently, up? apparently, if you're sitting, the coronavirus can catch you. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> apparently. So I don't get these stupid rules, but um, restaurants opened up a couple days ago. Twenty-five percent occupancy inside and patio seating you don't have to wear a mask thank god i'm not sure how you'd eat your meal uh, if that was the case but all the workers were wearing one um just i haven't gone yet but i rode my bike around um this popular plaza and uh, it was just super packed so people are definitely ready to get out and i'm sure you'll see the same thing across the country but uh you can't go into any grocery store any supermarket any chipotle any whatever store without a mask, they won't serve you. You have to wear one. So wow. I know that's different than Ohio. I, I went to like market district uh, just a couple of weeks ago without a mask. I was like, eh, about half and half more. So yeah. people weren't wearing one, but it's just an everyday thing down here. So definitely kind of weird, a little spooky, but I think we're getting out of it and life's starting to get back to normal somewhat. So if what you're in California, was it spooky? Yeah, a bit spooky. Not spooky season, which Not let's yet. see uh, if it's even spookier when the corona comes back. God, if we can't get spooky in the fall, I'm going to lose my mind. If I can't go to Fat Heads, get some spooky tooth during spooky season because of this well, spooky be virus. To, well, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to get it, but like drinking spooky tooth there. on draft. Yeah, drinking spooky tooth on draft is like a whole nother worldly experience. Spooky, yeah. So we'll see, but life seems to be a little more normal down here. So I'm not complaining, but um, 
I will sit on the beach. Make no mistake. I'll get arrested. <laughs> make sure, just make sure you're not fishing. Yeah. Yeah, no fishing down here. Gosh. So that's my trip, but I will be back to Cleveland next week. Look so. at this guy. Weren't you supposed yeah. to stay longer? Yeah, like I said, contingent on a few things. A few oh, work-related gotcha, gotcha. things. Oh, by the way, I graduated, guys. Oh, yeah. Woo! If, hey. if, I, if, I could do, if I could do sound of, I don't know what happened to the sound effects. I yeah. Where's my drive-by commencement? Hmm? Where, you're, where's you're, my well, friends honking? We'll do it when you come back. Like, I, no, no, thanks. <laughs> don't do that. I don't, want, I don't want people knowing where I live. You, you asked for it. You don't want people to know. I, I know where you live. So yeah. Well, we're gonna keep it that way. Um, <laughs> so yeah, right. graduated. I'll, I'll so that's drive. pretty cool. I'll drive so, by beeping. I'll put balloons on, on my car and. Aren't they doing some big thing? I saw LeBron posted something about it. Grad 2020. I don't know, doing some special. Like, I don't care. I get it. People want the recognition, and it's a big milestone, but I was just so ready to get out, you know? So, yeah. Everybody's different, but I was ready to graduate, anyways. Doesn't feel like I did, but again, weird times. That's the the thing that sucks, man. Like, I, uh, my, college commencement was awesome because we did it outside and everything it was so cool that so i feel i feel terrible for you hopefully they yeah. end up doing it it won't it you know later it obviously it still won't be the same because it won't have the recency for it but mm-hmm. for um, sure and wonder if we're gonna have to wear masks to do it yeah hopefully that too that'd be crazy don't, don't get me started i've like I've, I've made like a complete 180 on this whole thing yeah i'm i'm glad i'm definitely yeah. the same I'm, I think everybody's I just, just about I, sick of it. I'm pretty much there. Me and me and my buddy Greg from Iowa were talking that I think people just hit a breaking point, man. You some people aren't though. I feel like yeah. some people are like some people are like battening down the hatches even more. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like if and you don't, don't wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask at all times, you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful. If someone's scared, and and I get that. Like, there's I have a general fear of illness and sickness, but. Sometimes I don't, and I just feel like there's one of those weird times where, and I could eat my words, but I just, I don't know. It's not the type of thing that terrifies me, I guess, is, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not something that I want to um, change my entire world for anymore. Like, I'm so right. over it. Right. At, first, at first, when we literally had no idea and the government was telling us that, like, 100,000 people were going to get it per day. Like, okay, yeah, that's kind of scary. But yeah. now that we see the numbers and it's like insanely reduced right, to right. what was originally reported, it's like, okay, you know, when can we like start going back to some sort of normalcy? But yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah. on the episode. Um, sure. We do our coronavirus update. But speaking of coronavirus altering the world and something trying to get back to a little sense of normalcy, uh, there was a big... The, Pretty much the first like organized sporting event uh, happened since everything got shut down, and that was the UFC. Was it uh, two forty nine, Jimmy? Yes, yes, sir. So UFC two forty nine happened on Saturday, Saturday, and it happened. Was it in Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Okay. So it's in Jacksonville. So how how did that go, I, Jimmy? You watched it. I saw like highlights, and I followed it on Twitter um, as it was happening. So I saw like the highlight videos and everything um super action packed and i know the uh the, the one dude's face in one of the uh undercard fights like was mangled yeah, I can't the dude's yeah. Name. 
But then uh, Nico the, Price. Yeah, but then the main event was mm-hmm. uh, was pretty awesome. So. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So um, obviously, I'm sure people know now that my sports knowledge around other sports isn't the greatest and isn't as good as Jordan's or Dan's. So UFC is right in my wheelhouse. So this is a great time to be a UFC fan, MMA fan in general. Um, yeah, as Dan said, UFC 249, which was originally supposed to be Habib versus uh, Tony Ferguson, uh, was supposed to happen in April, but it got canceled, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyways, so it happened this Saturday, and it was against Tony, Justin Gaethje, and there was no fans. I think it was around like 50-something people. Uh, it drew in over 700,000 pay-per-view buys, uh, which I found from tapology.com. Uh, and oh. I, I compared that to other like big pay-per-view buys because I know me and Dan were talking about this. Uh, that's the same as John Jones versus Gustafson, the second fight. It's the same as John Jones versus Rashad Evans. Uh, and the... Uh, which, are, which are huge fights, like in a normal sense. Which are big. Yeah, for people who don't huge know UFC, fights. those are ginormous fights. So uh, this was a huge, successful card. And not only within the MMA world was it successful, but just the sports world in general. People saw how successful it was, and we're slowly making a comeback. And by the way, Dan, yesterday you said, uh, you know, who needs to see Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz fight again? First of all, the f- highest pay-per-view buy uh, fight, was Habib versus Connor, right? And then number two and three are both the Connor Diaz fights. Yeah, so, I, I understand that, but big money like, makers. How long? How long has it been since they fought? Uh, Connor in January, Nate like a few months ago. No, no. How long? Oh, has it been since they fought each other. Like five years. Four years ago, going on four. four. Years ago? Okay, I guess that's not that long. Mm-hmm. 2016, which was know. the I greatest like, year. I don't know. I, I'd I'd ra- I'd I'd rather see. Connor fight Masvidal then, then uh, Nate. Uh, it's Nate. Nate Diaz, right? Yeah, for, Nate for Diaz. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that fight either. Uh, I think eventually the MMA fans want to see Nate versus Connor, uh, just because of you know it's a rubber match. It's tied one one. Yeah. They got to fight again. But anyways, uh, another big news story that came from this card, other than you know fighting related, uh, a MMA fighter known as Jacare Sosa. Uh, he tested positive for COVID nineteen oh. the day like, before. The day before and the fight. I've never been so worried about a card being canceled because I just know the hysteria around. You know, when Rudy Gobert had it, he tested positive. Everything just shut down. So I was like, "Oh no, here yeah. we go again. They're going to cancel the card. Sports isn't coming back for a while." This is exactly what I feared. But um, it was actually from one of his family members that got it, and he uh-huh. uh, kind of had a hunch. So he weighed in and everything. He had gloves and the mask on. Um, he's really careful. There's actually a picture of him and Uriah Hall, who he's supposed to fight. They were well within, like, or way more than six feet apart at the, the weigh-ins or the face-off. So he kind of had a hunch that he was going to test positive. Luckily, he's okay. He wants to fight again. And he's a top athlete. You know, he's super in shape. Um, luckily, he didn't suffer any major uh, symptoms. So he's good to go, and they both got paid, so that's good. You know, these fighters kind of live paycheck to paycheck, so it's good news that they uh, made some cash for not even having to fight. So well, yeah, big success. Especially, mm-hmm. like, these, these fighters only fight a couple times a year. So, And if you're not, like, a huge name like Connor who has endorsements on endorsements and endorsements and makes huge money for their fights in general, 
Like, yeah, you have to make a fight check stretch months. Yeah, and that's why every single post-fight interview, a lot of these up-and-coming fighters or the not-so-well-known fighters, they constantly say, like, give me the next person, give me the next person, I'm ready to fight whenever, yeah. because it's they don't get paid right. that well, and there's no sponsors anymore. Right. Um, so it kind of sucks. So it's good to see something uh, like that, that they got paid during yeah. these trying times, for it's, sure. So there's no, like, there's no, like, fighters union, is there? Um, I don't know. I don't believe so. Everybody's just kind of their own. I don't think there is. And Mm -mm. obviously, you know, like you said, a lot of these fighters don't get paid a lot. No. And a lot of that has to do with they don't have like, they don't have like yearly contracts like major sports uh, athletes. Yeah, there's no salaries. Yeah, there's no salaries. They don't have a union. They don't, you know, all this stuff like like other athletes do. And it kind of sucks for them. But, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to talk trash on UFC for uh, not paying as well as they probably could because that's, you know, that's business. So mm-hmm. it's um, kind of the name of the game, unfortunately. Yeah. And there's a lot of other fighting promotions. It's not like it's just the NBA or the, just right. the NFL. And these guys know how much they're going to make going into the fight. You know, obviously winner makes more money and that's incentive to win mm-hmm. the fight. Obviously that and bragging rights and, you know, all that, but <clears throat> like, they know how much they're making going into the fight. It's not like it blindsides them, but yeah, it is interesting to see how UFC fighters, like unless you're a main guy, you really don't make that much money because you see their, their fight check and how much they make. And you think, Oh, that's, you know, that's a decent amount of money, but they have to make that stretch for like three, four months, usually at a time before they can fight again. Yeah. Then you think about, uh, they have managers they have to pay. They have their whole training coaches, camp fees, yeah. which cost so much coaches. Um, I mean, then just your basic living needs, rent, utilities. They have kids. They have families. So it's really not yeah. a lot at the end of the day. And it's kind of unfortunate. So they really put their lives out there each fight. And and you, um, and you could imagine too, Jimmy, and, and you'd know more about this than, than I would, but uh, Dan, probably you as well. But like that is, man, those few years to get yourself into like a big fight card is brutal and it is such a brutal sport it's easily the most brutal sport at least in america um and probably even worldwide i mean it's literal like it's the closest things of roman gladiator fights that we will ever probably see in our lifetimes and it's i mean it's i i didn't realize until don't ask me why but i remember when ronda rousey lost to holly home in that one famous fight years back um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it would be, it's like months and months and months of recovery. I mean, it makes sense because yeah. like, you're essentially yeah. getting, you know, the, the, you know, what beat out of you for as long as the fight lasts. Yeah. And it, that just blows my mind. Cause you know, you think of a, a football game is pretty rough and it takes about a good week for most guys to recover in time to be able to play again. I mean, imagine playing a sport where you train, train, train for months and months and months and months and years. And you get one big chance. And if you screw up in that big chance, you have months of recovery before you can try it again. Like that is such a tedious and trying. That's a men- that's mentally tough as much as it's physically yeah. tough. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. It's, it's so it's such a difficult sport. No doubt. Most most fighters get uh, suspended after each fight for medical reasons, mm-hmm. because very <laughs> oh, okay. rarely as a fighter, do you leave a fight without 
breaking your nose, breaking orbital bones. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of these guys break their hands when they fight because they're punching so hard with such small gloves. Uh, you can break your feet yeah. from kicking somebody. Um, you know, you can break. Not to ribs. mention concussions that I'm sure they oh, get. God, you know, yeah. how much CT a lot of these fighters acquire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's it's really wild. So, <clears throat> so uh, what's next for a lot of these fighters that fought on Saturday? So, we you kind of <laughs> you kind of talked about how uh, you'd like to see, and neither of these two fighters were on the card on Saturday, but. Um, Connor and Nate, the trilogy is something you want to see. Um, obviously, Gaethje beating Tony means that Gaethje's gunning for Habib whenever mm-hmm. Habib decides he wants to fly over from Russia or you know wherever that fight would take place. Um, Tony's going to be out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson um, was didn't uh, Nganu fight on this card? Yeah, so I was going to talk about him with the whole Stipe DC drama because uh, he's included in that too. So yeah. Francis is, it, it, for all the non-MMA fans uh, who don't know any of these fighters, if they just know like Connor, blah, 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 uh, look up, do yourself a favor. We know you're not doing anything. You're probably bored at home. Look up Francis Ngannou, MMA, UFC, just type that in and watch the chaos this guy delivers on his opponents. He is... The scariest fighter I've ever seen, and uh, this week's fight certainly proved it. Um, he Isn't went out scariest? Like Sc- scariest. Oh yeah, really? By far, by far the scariest MMA fighter I've ever seen in terms of intimidation or like power and strength and uh, yeah. capability. Well, because well, because well, I say that because I could always just go to uh, Ninganu versus Stipe and see what happens there. I mean, that was two years ago, and I know we've talked about this, which is why I want to say. So two years years is a long time ago for that fight, but four years ago with Connor and Nate Diaz is not a long time. That's that's such a different (laughs) argument. I'm just saying I want to see – I want to see Connor and Nate fight again. Yeah, I'm just saying it's two years, and he's had like five – Six, I think five more fights since then. You grow a lot as a fighter. I'm not saying he's going to beat Stipe. Stipe's right. arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, it's not uh, arguable. No matter how much wrestler, no matter how much, no matter how much DC wants to uh, talk about it, it's not arguable. So yeah, so look up Francis Ngannou. Anyways, he fought. Go look up highlights. He's a scary human being. He is uh, a knock living daylights say, out of this guy. As they say, he is a big mf'er. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so so there was the fight this weekend. There was three fight cards this week. There was one yesterday. I if saw, you want I to talk about brutal event. brutal injuries and just Dude. the toll it takes on these fighters' bodies, Anthony Smith, who's a personal fan favorite of mine, literally, if you want to talk about just getting your ass kicked, oh my um, god, he was he lost teeth. Yeah, between Jordan, f- Jordan, Jordan, this is what you happened. Hear this, Jordan? This is what yeah. happened because I know you didn't watch it. So last night on ESPN Plus, there was a UFC fight night. It wasn't a pay per view, but it had like oh, it had it had some known fighters on there. Yeah, yeah the the, so it, the headliners. There were so two the guys event, that both faced John Jones, right? Yeah. and it was a five round fight, and it went four and a half ish. Anyways, so Anthony Smith, Glover Teixeira, 
Anthony Smith wins the first two rounds, and then he just starts getting his ass kicked pretty much. And yeah. anyways, in between the fourth and the fifth round, Anthony goes over to his corner. He said, I'm losing teeth out there. I lost I lost my teeth. And the coach is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for this next round, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just get out there and hit it. This wow. guy, this guy told he told his coaches when he walked over to the corner. Wow. He said, "I'm losing teeth. This yeah, guy teeth like, are falling out. Like, like this guy's beating my ass so bad that I'm literally losing teeth. Oh my god! And at the he's end got, of the fourth these round, these guys were mouth guards. Wow. Yep. And at the end of the fourth round, he's getting pummeled. The guys on top There's of him. Hitting him in the face, yes. and he and the teeth come out of his mouth. You, there's video oh. of him doing this. Takes it and hands it to the ref he as he's getting hit. His teeth to the ref as he's getting oh, like right. as the guy's oh. trying to choke him. Can you imagine? Oh, he's gonna have to brutal. Get, like, fake oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, they saved this. They saved his teeth, and apparently, like when this happens, they put them in this certain container, this liquid. I don't know what they put them in. So they can save like them. Preserve them. You know? oh, yeah, okay. to preserve them after they get knocked out. Because apparently this happens all the time. Uh, but his nickname's Lionheart, so you got to give him that because he's got his butt whooped for five rounds. Right. I don't know if you can be more bad. A few rounds. Which is, which is another No, he's the man. Like this, this interesting thing is what I wanted to talk about Like next once we got through all this stuff is like you could actually hear him tell his corner that he's losing his teeth because there was nobody in the arena. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you could everybody on TV everything. heard it. <laughs> like what? Stop the fight, which they didn't. So shame right. on his corner, by the way. Yeah, it was hilarious. Was was shame D- on his corner? Was it? Uh, it was DC and uh, the the Paul other Felder. announcer. Mm-hmm. They were talking like, you know, usually a fighter will give you a sign as to when like he wants you to stop the fight, but they won't when, say it. When, yeah. When he tells you he's losing teeth out there, that's when you stop the fight. You stop the fight. <laughs> I mean, you saw it in the fourth round, third He's just not there. He's just right. getting oh, whooped. Yeah. And he's just taking so many just unprecedented shots. And the corner's like, Anthony, finish him. Anthony, get back to the fundamentals. It's yeah, like, I don't, stop it. Yeah. Goes back know, to the corner. My teeth are coaches, gone. I don't know who his coaches are, but if when, when I'm Anthony Smith and my mind comes back to me, probably in the next week or so, and I'm re-watching that, fight like find, to find new coaches yeah and i hear my coaches yeah. after i tell them that my teeth are falling out and they're like well okay well we got to get back to the fundamentals you know you just gotta you gotta move forward you gotta just go you know i would be like okay you're fired so like, again yeah. you're losing this fight you got you gotta just like, go shoot, for it yeah like shooter mcgavin and happy gilmore where he goes huh five iron huh oh you're fired <laughs> bye-bye <laughs> literally but um, anyways, that was a fight. And then there's another fight on this Saturday. So the UFC is really leading the way in terms yeah. of uh, sports coming back. Thank God. Where, um, are, uh, where are we at with Fight Island? Is that still a thing? Yeah. So there's an interview or a, a press conference yesterday with this one uh, MMA analyst and Dana. And he asked him a question. Like, when's Fight Island going to happen? Do we have a location? And Dana looks over at one of his like a, you know, coworkers, one of the other head executives. He's like, Hey, uh, when's Fight Island happening? He's like, what would you say? How long? He's like, two, three weeks. So nobody right. knows the date or nobody knows right. uh, where it's at. Um, yeah. I'm sure you heard about actually this. actually a thing. Did you hear about this? Jordan? Yeah. Did you hear about Fight Island for the, the UFC? Yeah, the, the, the island where they wanted uh, Dana White. Yeah, so Dana White <laughs> bought an island and is going to literally Honestly, take... He's going to take... Combat. 
and nobody knows where it is. They still haven't released where it is yet. Oh my! We're getting closer and cro- closer to the Roman gladiator fights, right? Like you would think it would have to be like in the Caribbean, like the U.S. Virgin Islands or something like that. Yeah, or like sure. maybe it, maybe it's the island that uh, uh, Firefest was supposed to happen. At, yeah, that, oh my! If that is if oh, could you imagine? I laugh my ass off! Oh, that. could you imagine? Oh. Hopefully it didn't turn out like Firefest. Hopefully it's no, yeah, I, nice well, resorts yeah, like, and unlike Billy McFarland and Ja Rule, uh uh Dana White and UFC actually have enough money to uh, make this right, happen. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little more legitimate. So not, hopefully yeah, that happens not. soon. Uh but to get back to Cleveland uh topics, our boy Stipe, uh him and Daniel Cormier were riffing a little bit on Twitter. Dude, so they decent. fought um they fought twice already. Uh, it's tied 1-1. Stipe's the current heavyweight champ in the UFC. And uh, DC obviously wants his revenge. But we are in the midst of a global pandemic. So is doing the right thing any person should do and would do is to serve his community as a first responder. So yeah, uh, thank you for your service, Stipe. You're the man. And uh, Cleveland loves you. And I'm sure most of the MMA out. community loves you except uh, your boy DC. Hey, so, hey Stipe, if you're listening to this and you want to come on the podcast, we're a Cleveland podcast. Let's come hang out and uh, talk about Cleveland. We're not, yeah, we're, not, we're, not above, we're not above shilling for guests. And if you yeah. need a sparring partner, Jordan's more than willing to help you out. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, how I would pay. I pay good money to see that. <laughs> I'll just give Jordan an extra, extra thick uh, headset. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would pay good money to see that. Um, but anyways, I would, I would so, take I would take good money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would, too, I would too, for yeah. sure. If I, for if, sure. I, if, I, if I get to wear a padded headset and like those those rib pads that you see a lot of them wear, I would let yep. Steve beat the crap out of me for a nominal fee, for a nice check, right? But uh, anyways, so DC, I mean Steve's. Serving his community, first responder, firefighter, doing the right thing. And DC gives him all this crap saying, stop dodging the fight. You know, you're the heavyweight champ. You, you signed the contract. What are you waiting for? I'll just go on and fight Francis, who is the guy we were just talking about. Francis is the DC. I, I mean, if you want to talk about Stipe and Francis, the, the key factor is wrestling. And DC is a better wrestler than Stipe. So I don't right. think – it would go so well for Francis, but who knows? That's why I want to see it. So, um, well, DC's got a uh, DC's got a uh, reputation now for not doing the smart thing, like he did against Stipe, and didn't try and take Stipe to the ground and think he could swing with Stipe. And Stipe quickly uh, dispatched of DC in the last fight. Yeah, and he went on uh, Ariel Hawani's show. They have this little podcast radio type of deal. And uh, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm not going to let Stipe hit me in the gut again. I'm not going to let it go that way. You know, I'm going to I'm going to bring the." He's just saying excuses, but yeah, uh, Stipe fired DC, back. And he DC's said, washed. And, and I mean, yeah, what is he? Forty-one. He's yeah, getting old. He's, so like the, he's got not, one. That's, that's not. A, that's not like. That, I'm not talking crap about DC. He's forty-one years old, and he's still trying to fight for the heavyweight belt. Like, like that's impressive. But at some point, like, hang it up. Yeah, I mean, he. he yeah, he he's said got he, one fight. He said he said there was literally zero chance he was going to fight after his fortieth birthday. Okay. Yeah, he's got one more fight. He's just chasing checks and his legacy, you know. Uh, he just got something to prove, which if he wants to prove something, go fight John Jones. Yeah, uh, that's, so Stipe, I mean, that and he wants to make a couple more million. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, I uh, blame Stipe him. said, he came back and said, I'm not dodging a fight. 
I'm just being a firefighter and I don't have a place to train. He trains out of strong style, strong which, style which is closed independence. And it's close. He's like, my head coach's gym's closed. Place, I, have, yeah. I have nowhere to train. It's a global pandemic. I told you I want to fight. Chill out. We'll fight in like August right. or September. This isn't like a normal, this isn't like a normal situation, like in normal life where Stipe is just picking up a couple extra shifts at the firehouse and DC's, you know, and he's dodging DC. No, there's a global pandemic going on and he's an, he's like an EMT and a firefighter. Like he's kind of needed a little bit more than in the fight game. Right. And it kind of sucks. Stipe's had a a retina injury and he's only fought twice in like a couple years because uh, him and yep. DC, him and DC fought two times in a row, and it was within yep. two years. It was last last July, actually. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. You know, if if you're the champ, you, you should always want to fight God, consistently, defend your belt. But injuries and a global pandemic happened. So yeah, I wanted uh, to see. We'll see that matchup. I want to see Stipe fight Brock, just because I'm a wrestler. I'm a wrestling fan too. So the crossover, but Brock's never stepping in a UFC octagon ever again. No, he's done. He's getting no, paid like no nine. Answer. He's getting paid like nine million dollars a year in WWE. So he really has no incentive. To how how old is Brock? Brock's about 40, 41. Yeah, he's yeah, in his forties too. That's pretty old yeah. too to be fighting. Yeah, him. I mean he's a freak though. Like he is insane. Yeah, freak. Wrestled at Minnesota. Like, just DC, he was a man at sixteen. Yeah, like DC is admittedly out of shape. Like he he admits it that he's not in great shape. Like Brock is. Probably because he takes things that aren't exactly <laughs> legal in the UFC, but he is like chiseled out of granite still at 41 years old, like like six pack, huge freaking arms. His chest is unreal. <clears throat> yeah, no, he's a freaking nature, and he shouldn't step back in the octagon. And um, no, but anyways, we'll see Stipe in DC soon, hopefully. probably around August, September. So hopefully, all this is normal and we have fans by then. But who knows? Good luck. Good luck. Who knows? August. Good luck. Yeah. Who well, knows? I don't know. The UFC. The UFC might be different. So. So I'm saying. So I think it's crucial to see what these next few months are for the UFC. Uh, they have a fight this weekend, and then one in June, and now it's all kind of uh, day by day, week by week, just as anything is during this pandemic. No, I, and I, I legitimately applaud the UFC for a putting this event on, saying, okay, we're going to come back with mm-hmm. fans or without, and then b. For them not shutting down the whole event when that guy tested positive. Yeah, I mean, they were being tested constantly the right. whole week. Right, and Dana posted a – if you go to Dana White's Instagram account, he posted a video of him getting tested where they, like, stick, like, this swab up his nose mm-hmm. for, like, 10 seconds. It's, it looks extremely uncomfortable. But <laughs> but it was, like, every day they were getting tested or every other day when they get the results, they test again just in case they came in contact with somebody else. But they were all in one hotel. They were all in the same place. Right. So uh, they're really handling it the best way that they could. And right. I think it was just bound to happen that some fighter would test positive or some employee would, but um, they're in top shape, tip top shape and beat it. Like no problem. He's fine. There's no report saying he's struggling right. in intensive right. care. So right. um, if anybody's going to get it it's, and, and survive, it's going to be a UFC fighter. They're in the best oh, shape. Sure. Or so, any honestly, any professional yeah. athlete. <laughs> yeah, really, um, any professional athlete. But anyway, like I was saying about the UFC, I I commend them for not canceling their event after the one guy tested positive because, as we mm-hmm. saw, and it was a different circumstance. But as I kind of want to transition into a couple of the other sports that are trying to come back during this time, um, we saw in the NBA 
Rudy Gobert test positive and they shut the whole league down. Mm-hmm. But granted, that's at the that, beginning when right, nobody knew anything. Time. You yeah, know, that was at a different time. Now we know more about the virus. We know that it's not as it's still serious, but it's not as like not as deadly as we thought it could have been. Threatening, like you know, people thought it was like as it as it hit the U.S. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now, I you look at leagues like the NBA, which we're going to go to next with Jordan, and then baseball. You know. They can come back, and then if somebody tests positive, they can look to the UFC and say, okay, we don't have to shut the league down completely again. What we do mm-hmm. is we take the guy who tested positive, we isolate him, we figure out who he's come into contact with over the last few weeks, and then you can you can backtrack and figure out the source of where it came from, and then you can still carry on with resuming your league. And, and again, I think it's easier for the UFC. You got to give them this: that it's fewer athletes. It's not a team sport. Um, it's just them and a couple of other corner guys, and then the staff that runs the event. So it's uh, way less than any N- NBA or NFL right. game would be right. in terms of the number of people and, and containing these people in a hotel or whatever venue you have them in. So you got to give them that. But they're definitely leading the way, and they're showing all the necessary precautions you got to take. Um, and, yeah, who knows when fans come back. I can just tell you it was so eerie to see. In March they had a fight too, but they had no fans. Um, it's definitely – one thing to point out, it's weird. Uh, a couple of fighters admitted this. So DC and Paul Felder, some of the other like analysts, when they're talking uh, ringside, usually in a real in – in an actual not, – not like it's not an actual fight. In a regular uh, scenario with fans, they're talking, they're yelling, it's loud. So – this weekend, there's no fans. It's quiet, and DC's pointing out certain techniques or one way to escape the submission or so, uh, a certain way to defend something, and the fighters can hear everything that's going on, right. and then they adjust accordingly. So, and right. they say in the interview, like if DC wouldn't have said that, I could have been tapped or I might have gotten submitted. So it's like, do you stick these announcers somewhere else? Like they're they're giving away things that the fighters usually don't hear. Right. So it's definitely interesting and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It might be tough to see the NBA and the NFL to do this, but I think people want sports back, and I think people will accept it without fans or not. Yeah, I mean, you know, let I mean, let's go right into the NBA, uh, Jordan mm-hmm. and Jimmy. You talked about the UFC, how they're you know, it's not a team sport; they're single fighters, and I think the closest thing to that is going to be the NBA because the NBA there's only you know, 12 guys on a team, 15 if you count the inactive players. So, you know, that's much less than baseball, and that's a hell of a lot less than football. So, um, Jordan, if you just kind of want to talk about how the NBA is preparing to try and come back from this pandemic. Yeah, so, you know, my gut tells me they're not going to be able to save the season, but I also, there's a part of me that's like, I can't imagine they just would scrap it. So... If the NBA comes back, according to Adrian, uh, well, Wodge, as everybody knows him, um, I can't pronounce his last name because I'm dumb. But Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski. There we go. Yep. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski for ESPN, uh, and then discussions he had with his sources and stuff that leaked from Adam Silver. Um, the 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 game plan is they do want to save the season. 
and they're thinking of it looks like maybe sometime late May or June. Um, I guess a lot of NBA stars did formally tell Silver that they want to save the season. Uh, there's a good list of those. Uh, so there's that. They're discussing possibly Orlando and Las Vegas as bubble sites, which I assume that means they'll just host a lot of games in those areas to prevent having to travel all over the place and have those problems. Um, there is a po- It would be, of course, with no fans. Uh, and I guess the deal that they're working on, according to Silver, quote, uh, the the current collective bargaining agreement quote wasn't built for an extended pandemic, which is kind of obvious. I mean, who who would have planned for that, right? But, right, right, right. Um, and then they think if they did bring basketball back, it would be maybe a three week training camp that they would allow for every team to have. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, Either way, we're looking at delaying the 2020-2021 season. That's almost a guarantee at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be maybe even December when that season starts, which is sad and weird. To so, and there so, would be no fans, of course. I was going to – sorry to butt in, but if you no, delay it that long, you have to shorten the season, right? I haven't really read into it. Do you go just far so, into the summer or what? So if I understand correctly – who, if I understand correctly, I don't know if they would even try to salvage much, if any, of the regular season this year. Uh, and I'll get to your question in a second. It sounds like they mm-hmm. might just be jumping into playoffs, um, which would be unfortunate for some teams that are on the bubble. But, and to answer your question, Jimmy, I don't actually think it would be shortening the season. I don't actually have an answer to that. I, from what I understand, it would just be delaying things and pushing things back but now you make me wonder if they would be shortening next year's season as well mm-hmm. um, yeah and, i mean i do, I do know that uh i do know that adam silver has talked a lot over the last few years of changing the nba schedule not yeah not yeah. shortening the games just changing the way that they go about like right right like doing it so <clears throat> I think you'll see a lot less, uh, you know, the NBA a, a few years ago, uh, they elongated the season. Same amount, yeah. same amount yeah. of games, but they tacked a couple weeks on at the beginning, at the end, right. to kind of eliminate back-to-backs, try to eliminate five, four games and five nights, um, right. some of that stuff. So I think maybe for a year, you could see the NBA go back to that, be like, okay, we're going to play for this year because of what happened. We're going to play some more back to backs. We're going to play four games in five nights sometimes, you know, just to make sure the NBA is not going to allow two seasons get affected by this pandemic. It's just not going to Right. Happen. That's that's a good point. So, yeah, I think you're right on that. I, it will possibly delay the start of it, though. Um, right. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. And, and unfortunately, Silver also said in this call on May 8th that depending on if there's a vaccine or not, they there still might not be fans for part of next year's season as well, yeah. um, which is unfortunate. Um, not I, to be uh, a Debbie Downer, but it's just not looking good overall for normal NBA. Um, I would love to see something, though. 
as much as it would be a weird ending to this season at this point, if you want to do an experiment concept or like a, a you know, the, the NBA's talked about shaking things up. I mean, this would be a, what better time than now. So it, yeah. it would be something to look forward to just something different, you know? So, yeah, I, uh, I, I think the NBA is going to try to play regular season games this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, that's what they're working towards. Whether that hap- they're, they're going to try. Whether it happens, I you know who knows. Um, no, I agree because it's just I, it's I it's it, I I don't think they're just going to be like oh let's just go right into the playoffs. I think they're going right. to try and still get as many regular season games in as they can because that's just you know that's revenue that they can try and make up. Well, yeah, and it's just to be fair to the teams right. that were on the what I, what I think we can what I think it can be safe to assume is that this season. Uh, whether it starts again or not, for our sakes, I don't think there will be another game played at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're going to see uh, these bubble cities. Like, I think yeah. it'll be Orlando for sure. Like, if they do yeah. one, if they, if the whole league does one city, it'll be Orlando. If they split it up yeah. between East and West, I think you could see Orlando for the East and then like Vegas for the West. Yeah. Well, that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's going to be weird, but, you know, I think we could see the, uh, whether it's at like the, which would be really weird. It's almost like summer league, but you would see like yeah, NBA, yeah. NBA regular season games being played at like the, the magic's training facility or something. Yeah. Like that. No, that's exactly what it'd be. Dangerous. Which is like real. it's going to be really weird to see like players like, like LeBron and, and, and Giannis playing yeah. in like a practice facility, yeah. like gym. And wearing, like, Wearing regular uniforms. Yeah, you know, right, not right, right. Summer league uniforms. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Playing at the All-Star Sports in the right. All-Sports Resort, yeah, yeah. Orlando, be, Florida. Right. It's going to be weird, but, I mean, the only thing that they can recoup, because they're not going to have fans at the game, so they're going to lose that money. The only thing that they can recoup is to start playing games on TV again to recoup some of that TV revenue. Right. So right. that's now. what they're striving for. And um, I think it's... The people who say like, "Oh, there will be an asterisk next to the to the championship if they win it," like, no, it won't. I right. at least at least I won't put an asterisk next to whoever wins the NBA championship. Like, this is completely unforeseen circumstances, I mean, right? And, and, this, and this is something. Unless you're Shaq, who's bitter or something. What? Like, nobody puts an asterisk next to the Spurs 1999 title. Exactly. You know? And that, yeah. that was because of a work stoppage. Like, that was something that, that right. the players and right. the owners had control over, and they just couldn't resolve. This, right. nobody has any control over this. So, right. for somebody, and, you know, I love Shaq, but for him to come out and say, like, oh, they should scrap the no, season because the the asterisk. Like, like what? Like, I... So you're telling the players shouldn't shouldn't play. So, like, I would love to I would love to hear Shaq's uh, answer to that question if he was still a player and he started losing paychecks, which the NBA is going to start or, doing tomorrow. Or, or how about if Shaq if if coronavirus hit in 2001 when he was in the height of his title winning year? Like, right. I mean, like you're going to tell me that you wouldn't want to keep yeah. playing and that you wouldn't yeah. consider yourself a champion? I mean, right? He, it's he's he's saying that. To, Especially if they salvage regular season games and yeah. are able to pull out a play, 
a full playoffs. It's, it's just a weird version, but it still counts. I mean, they're still playing ball, you know? It's Yeah. Whatever. It's everything. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's weird. I want I to say something. Didn't Adam Silver say if, God forbid, somebody catches uh, or tests positive again, obviously that's, you know, a scare and something to be worried about. Um, is that just one reason to shut down the whole season? Like, is it even worth the, the backlash from fans on Twitter and just across the, the league? Like, why even risk it? Or do you think that it's going to get better and they're going to have the same approach as the UFC and be like, listen, we're going to isolate these players at these resorts. And, yeah. you know, it's probably bound to happen and a couple of people test positive, but we're going to keep testing them constantly. Yeah. I don't know. Do you got So you're in favor? Oh, I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. So I, I said I said this when we were talking about the UFC. I, I think that the NBA and ma- like that decision was helped by what the UFC did and how well received that was and how they handled it. Because like 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 we said before, they had a, they had a participant test positive the day before that their event was supposed to go on and they didn't cancel it. And the UFC saw no backlash from anybody uh, regarding that situation. So I think like the NBA and Major League Baseball saw that and said okay. Well, if this happens, we don't have to, you know, go crazy and shut the league down again. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because if they if they have to shut the league down again, that would be a, an absolute colossal failure. Oh yeah, it would. It would. So I think yeah. they. So I think they saw what what happened with the UFC. Now there's an example of what happens, and you can still have a successful event afterwards. So like, I think it'll come down to like, say, you know, uh, date. You know, CJ McCollum from the Trailblazers, you know, knock on wood that it doesn't happen, but he tests positive for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, you know, they can you know, you can do contact tracing now with these with this virus and you can go back to see like, okay, who is he in contact with? So, you know, and figure it out. So if he tests positive, then you put him in isolation. He's mm-hmm. not gonna be able to play. That's another thing, is the, like when these leagues restart. Anybody that tests positive, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to deal with like it's an injury, like it's a two week injury because they're gonna have to yeah, go into isolation. One, for weeks. one one thing that they might be waiting for to and make an announcement on that is Bundesliga is resuming very soon. Again, fact, I think, yes, I think I think this weekend. this weekend, this weekend, yeah, yeah. So Bundesliga no has fans, already had, yeah. well, right, but they already had a couple players test positive and they did not delay. Redelay the start right. of the season. Their plan is all right. We're going to isolate them and move forward. Because yeah. I think most people realize if you're a healthy athlete and especially young, right? Yep. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You just need to get it out of your system. So, right. Uh, I think Bundesliga could honestly be the answer to the American leagues on how they're. I completely deal with agree, it. and especially, uh, especially the NFL, the Bundesliga, and then yeah. when EPL yeah. comes back, and yeah. all these other leagues because. Um, I think that more so than the MLB and NBA for the NFL, they're going to look to the soccer leagues as far as, uh, how they handle stuff because, mm-hmm. because there, there's different things that you can do in the NFL games when you don't have fans to be able to sell advertising space. Because if you watch, if you watch a, uh, a soccer game, you see a good majority of the fans, like when you watch the game. In the stands, right. and obviously right. they're not going to have fans in the stands. But if they're if they're to tarp those those seats, like put tarps over them, you could mm-hmm. sell advertising. Uh, oh yeah, space. Yeah. 
in an NBA game, you basically just see the court. That's it. Yeah. So you can't do that in NBA. So I think for the, like for the NFL, the NFL is very similar to where when you watch an NFL game, you can see a lot of the crowd like in the game. So I think they can do a lot of the same things as like the EPL and the Bundesliga and other European soccer leagues do. But that that's that's going on a whole sports business tangent and how they can recoup money right. that they lost from lost gate sales. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I I don't think. And like we said, when the NBA and then other sports decided to shut down, it was a different time because at that time, you know. We had no idea. We thought, you know, if one guy got it, then, you know, we thought that, you know, when Rudy Gobert got it, we thought like half the NBA was going to get it and we had to shut the league down. When it turns out, like only three players got it. Mm -hmm. Right. So this time, I think, you know, say Rudy Gobert gets it again, they're just going to put him in isolation in a hotel room or something like that for two weeks. And then the Utah Jazz are going to go, uh, go along with the restarted season, whatever it looks like. Yeah. Well, here's another question. So say when, um, you know, all the sports finally come back and obviously initially they're going to have no fans, but down the road when fans do come back to do come back. And if the mask thing is still in effect and people are still wearing it, I don't think you can have everybody wear one in an NFL stadium. There's no way. I feel like you can't regulate that. Wouldn't you think? I think they will put Just a rule in place. No, you think? I think yeah, I think they're going to... I can see gonna, a lot of backlash. Well, there's going to be backlash, but there's also going to be like, okay, well, if you don't want to wear a mask, you can't come into our stadium. This isn't like the general public where you can't force somebody to wear a mask like against their own like against their own power. This is something like, okay, you're coming into our building, our property, and you're going to wear a mask if you don't want to. If we find... If, if you walk in with a mask and then you get to your seat, you take it off, and we see it, we're going to kick you out. I, I just too. I think it's going to be so hard to to regulate that and mandate it. I, I, I get it. Well, it's like it's like anything else. Like it's like anything else. Like that's illegal. Like uh, smoking weed's illegal. People still do it. Like, and you know, you're not going to get caught unless you know a cop. Like you're walking down the street smoking a blunt, and a cop drives by and sees you. Like then you're going to get busted. Yeah, yeah. So no, I know. Walk, I know what you, you mean. Walk in, if you walk in with a mask, and then uh, you sit down and you take it off, like you're not going to get kicked out unless somebody sees you. So if somebody, sees I like, think, I think it'll just be heavily encouraged. I don't think it's going to say. Well, maybe. I, mean, I, I think people are going to be so sick of it by the time yeah. they actually do let fans in. Like that's stupid. Like we've been fine. Yeah. We've waited this long. Cases are going down. What am I going to wear a mask for? Like I'm going out in public anyways. And. I'm touching all this stuff. Like this mask isn't going to protect me. So I think it's probably just going to be heavily encouraged. And oh, um, and I, I was going to say you might have a situation where it's more like I don't want to say the word shamed, but you might have fans around them be like, "Hey, buddy, put a mask on," you know, and like, and, and then it's just like, "All right, just put the mask on," kind of a thing. You know what I mean? I just yeah. think most people are going to be sick of it by then, I, and I it's agree. not going to be. I mean, I regulated. Agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm just trying to think ahead. Right. But I, I, well, I, people, also, I know. I also sorry. I just want. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, <laughs> you, no. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I know trouble with these these calls. It's hard to talk over each other. Um, I was gonna. Damn, what was I gonna say? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just too busy not talking over you. Uh, 
I've already seen people on Twitter and them talking about fans coming into games in the future wearing masks, just saying, like, all right, I'm definitely not going to wear one. I haven't worn one since, so I just won't come in the game. I'll just watch from my home if that's yeah. safer. You know, why would I spend money for you to tell me what to do? Like, I'm not going to do that. So right. Right. It, I think that's realistic. That, yeah, I, I totally agree. I The flip side of that is I think we've been told so long for so long now that we're not going to have fans at any sporting event for the rest of the year that if the NFL or the or the government or whoever makes the decision says you can come to games if you wear a mask, I think a lot of people will say, okay, I'll wear a mask just so I can go to the game. Yeah, right. I agree with that too. For but, sure. You know, I, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I have no idea. You know, we're still, what? What is it? Today's May It's only 14th. two months really into this, right? Four, yeah, but I'm saying like today's May 14th. We don't have mm-hmm. a regular season NFL game until literally four months from now. So we've seen how when this thing started, when everything started shutting down in March, when, you know, uh, Dr. Acton, who's the you know, uh, who's the director of health or whatever for the state of Ohio was saying that at its peak, we're going to see a hundred thousand cases a day in Ohio. And the actual peak of the virus was like just over a thousand cases per day. You know, we have no, like that was in two months. We have no idea what it's going to look like in four months. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's any chance that things are back to some sort of normal for the NFL. And then obviously with baseball and the NBA because they're losing games every day that, you know, we don't restart, but the NFL hasn't, you know, they don't have to do anything for at least another three months before training camp opens. So the NFL can sit here and let things play out before they actually mandate any sort of rules Mm -hmm. as far as we're going to let fans into the stadium. We're not going to let fans into the stadium. If we let fans into the stadium, they have to wear a mask. Uh, If we let fans into the stadium, we're only going to let it at 50% capacity and everybody's got to sit in. There has to be an empty seat in between everybody, you know, so we don't know what it's going to look like. So it's going to be interesting how it unfolds and how this virus unfolds, especially as states start to reopen, because, you know, we're going to see as people start coming in contact with each other again, are we going to have another spike of the virus? You know, Dr. Fauci says that we're going to have another, wave of this virus in the fall when normal flu season kicks up i you know but you got to take his word with a grain of salt you know it's all predictions a lot of them have been wrong you know maybe like like they like they've said they've said all along that we've never seen anything like this virus before so how he could say that this is going to be just like the flu when you know and it's going to have another wave in the fall when they've been telling us for the last three months that this is nothing like the flu so I, mm-hmm. you know, I just, there's a lot of weird messages and I don't necessarily blame them because I agree this is something that we've never seen before, but the facts say so far that this isn't as serious as we once feared it would be. And that's not to take anything lightly because, you know, obviously people have died from this virus and people have gotten really, really sick from this virus. Right. But should be something that we kill the economy for and ruin everyday life for just because right. it's right. Like, not, like you know, like just because some people to, are dying. Right. For somebody to say like we should stay in our houses until they find a vaccine, that's utterly ridiculous. Till August first. How crazy is that? Just ruin people's lives. Sorry, you can't go back to work and put right. food on your kids' table because well, right. you know knows, some, some, some people are getting sick. Who knows if they find a vaccine by August first? I mean, some people are saying yeah. that there's not going to be a vaccine until next year. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, do we wait uh, till then? Yeah, I mean, so obvi- obviously, we have to be we have to be sensitive because pe- a lot of people are affected by this virus. But I, I also, I think it's ridiculous at this point to say that uh, we can't go back to work. We can't. Li- I, I'll go back. I go back to Rogan, uh, and he was talking on his podcast, and he said, rather than focusing on people wearing masks and you know, social distancing is fine, but sheltering in place. We should be focusing on people trying to take the personal responsibility to boost their own immune system, mm-hmm. taking supplements, uh, more vitamin C, more vitamin D. You know, that's and that's not to say that you're not going to get the virus, but it's giving you a better chance if you do get it to not have to go to the hospital if you right. have yeah. a better immune system. So, but that's getting a little personal too- responsibility. Who would have thought? <laughs> Yeah, right. it's a wake up call for a lot of people. That's for sure. You know, yeah. It's just, but it, it's a weird time because, like you said, it's only been just about two months since um, I think almost two months to the day that I was let home from school forever. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we kind of had no idea. And then the next day, we heard the NBA shutting down, and we thought this was that the world was ending. And now yeah. we're here. You know, what's the next two months right. going to look like? So I guess it's kind of right. a, a case of my guess is as good as yours. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a day by day thing, week by week thing. But I think we're definitely starting to see normal life coming back uh, slowly and slowly. Certainly down here, which is a breath of fresh yeah. air. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a different world than it was six months ago. That's for sure. But and I don't even disagree with, and I didn't then, and I still don't now disagree with shutting down. Um shutting down places at first because we didn't know right. what we were dealing with well and the idea was to flatten the curve for it so that, and that uh, that's uh, that's that's the biggest thing that bo- that's the biggest thing that bothers me about this whole thing is right. these right. health officials now are moving the goalpost so like at right. first it was supposed to be okay we're going to shelter in place so we flatten the curve so this thing doesn't get out of out of control well we we accomplished that and in, in essentially, well, it wasn't even so that it got out of control. It was literally so the health workers and the hospitals wouldn't be. Well, exactly. It didn't get out of control <laughs> right, so that, right. you know, we well, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But now there are these hospitals who are like hospitals are laying off doctors and workers because they have no business. They, they, they have nothing coming in. They're no literally business. like hospitals are literally laying off doctors because the hospitals are empty because they planned for this because the government told us that this was going to be this bad. And then it didn't get that bad, and now they don't know what to do. So, you know, a, a hospital is just, you know, technically it's a nonprofit business, but it's just like any other business to where they can't just, you know, they can't just have costs that go out of control. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've actually I've seen actual videos of my friends who are nurses, or um, it's like their lunch break or whatever. But sometimes it's not even their lunch break; they're just hanging around, sitting around, not doing yeah. anything. They're like, there's nobody right. here. I'm not right. doing anything. Like it, it's. But, Right. I think I, I think it's in, in certain places it has gotten really bad in the in the main mainly populated places. It's gotten really bad. New York for a time was really bad. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's not nearly as bad now. But, you know, these like L.A., L.A. County is really bad. But we saw that everybody freaked out at the beginning because we didn't know what we were dealing with. So everybody shut down, you know rural places shut down you know places that have no business shutting down because there's just not that dense of a population and 
they live in a socially distant world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it, it's really interesting to see where we're going to go, because like I said, two months ago, we had no idea what was going to happen with this. Now we kind of have a better idea. And and some of it has to do with the fact that these measures were put into place and we did socially distance for a while and we did flatten the curve. But for these people to tell us now, like, oh, we have to keep doing this until we find a vaccine. What? That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We said well, we were going to yeah. do this to. We said we were going to do this to flatten the curve. Now you're saying we have to do it until we find a vaccine. Like, what is that? We're just making up rules as we go. You know, it's exactly. like whatever. Right. It's killing people. Like nobody's looking at the suicide rates, the right. the alcoholism rates, the domestic all, abuse yeah. rates. Yeah. Just kids are going hungry because they don't have school meals. Like, granted, schools yeah. like, out. Now we also have to. Kids, yeah, but. we also have to recognize the um the most susceptible to the virus, which is the elderly. Yeah, younger people have gotten it, but I think it was something like anybody like deaths over sixty years old make up 92% of the deaths in the country to this virus. So like I look at it, it's like, yeah, okay. Why are schools closed? If Mm -hmm. all the deaths are for like, yeah, okay. Kids have gotten it. Kids have gotten sick from it, but like, it's so few and far between. Like, I don't think it's to me. I don't think it's worth like, basically shutting everything down for if 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 you're an elderly person or if you're somebody who has a uh um you're a high risk condition mm-hmm. you're a high risk yeah stay cool. at home and if you work your employer should be sensitive to that i'm not saying not but right man we got to get back to we got to get back to oh well, here the, here you go right home. here here's a stat from cleveland.com 44% of the deaths in ohio have been in a nursing home yeah. Again, that's a yes. place where you have elderly, you, you know, compromised people already. Like these right. people already, every flu season, it's a dangerous time for them. Like right. that's my grandpa, for instance. Yeah, uh, he, and well, that's scary. I'm not. Died. He almost died yes. of flu earlier this year. We yes. thought it was COVID, but I guess he actually did test positive for influenza. And it's like, I, I'm not trying to downplay that, but yeah. Is it really, you know, wouldn't right. a better idea be to lock down those places and like a, yes. and come up mm-hmm. with some to deliver them groceries and goods yes, and right. medicine, and then the rest of healthy society can go back to normal for the most part, because right. they have to stay in regardless. Like, exactly. They're not going to be able to leave their houses literally until a vaccine is created. Yes. And that's even, you know, it's even a risk then I would imagine until they can, you know, who knows, right? But until so, until a vaccine is created, people like that, elderly and immunocompromised people, they're not going to be able to leave their houses. So that's going to happen anyways. Why don't we come up with a program where we can give them food and and medicine and and other things to help their well being, and then the rest of society can basically resume? Completely agree. And yeah. you know, I I'm starting to come down hard on this because I I think it's ridiculous that. We, I mean, you know, we're going to get to it here soon, but with talking about uh, Governor DeWine and what right, new right. new plans he's put in place to open more stuff up. But, you know, I don't want to sound insensitive to this. I have uh, an aunt who has MS and is in her 70s who tested positive right. for this. Right. And she's been like in the hospital for like a month. So, like, I literally have it in my family. 
like this affected my family. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I agree with you, Jordan. Like, like these nursing homes, these assisted livings, like they should be shut down. Like there should be no visitors. It should be a quarantine spot. But for the three of us who are all relatively healthy, who have our whole lives in front of us and need to go out and make a living and provide for our hopefully future families and set up a future for ourselves, we need to go back to work. Like right. I'm lucky like like Jordan, you and I are lucky enough to yeah to still be working. to still be working. You know, majority working from home. I know Jordan, you go into the office for a few hours. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so we're lucky that we yeah. you know still have our jobs yeah. from this. But we it's are. like, but it's like I I can't do my job the way that I want to because we're staying. We have to work from home. So. Right. I, yeah, we went. We just. No, went I know in. it's frustrating. And Dan, before we go to the updates and and wrap up some the end of the episode, do you wanna do you wanna touch on the MLB's proposed plan? They kind of have a more concrete idea of what the MLB might look like this. Yeah. Year. So, well, I I mean, the owners have a more concrete plan. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. The players have to agree to this, and um, this came out in ESPN uh, a few days ago, and uh, the owners in MLB voted to approve an 82 game season which normally uh nor- <laughs> normally the uh baseball season is 162 games so essentially half uh season that would start on 4th of July weekend which i think would be awesome to see national like fans mm-hmm. aren't, won't be allowed in the stadium but it'll be awesome to see uh the national pastime come back on Independence Day. I think the symmetry Talk about in, American. Right, exactly. I think the symmetry in that is amazing. Um so there'll be no fans, but teams would play in their home stadium. So the Indians would play at Progressive Field, which I think is interesting. They would expand the playoffs to a 14 team playoff, which I think baseball was on the verge of doing already. Or they wanted to do already. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. But 14 team playoff Revenue split 50-50 down the middle, which is a bit of an issue, which is stemming from the big issue that we're talking about. Uh, players want to be paid their entire season salaries. Well, that's what the owners made it sound like. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been doing a little bit more reading into it, and I guess the players did agree to a prorated uh, program for their salaries, but none of it was publicized because it was in negotiations. And then the owners decided to publicize the fact that they came up with this. So Jordan, I don't know if you heard this, you know, we were talking yesterday and then earlier today about, about uh, how the players were demanding that uh, they get their full salaries. Yeah. So I, I did, a, I did some reading on this and apparently that's not, necessarily true originally so as they were negotiating this return the players agreed to a prorated salaries based on the games being played or whatever and then the owners decided to leak uh leak the details of this negotiation which stems from this article and players got pissed off and that's when they started talking about uh, well, screw it. Uh, screw it. Then we want our okay. we want our money. Okay. So, uh, I think both sides. I I came out of this art reading it originally. This article, um, incredibly pissed off at the players for their incredible greed, especially during a pandemic when 
a lot of people have been asked by their employers to take a pay cut because you know this isn't this isn't Candyland. This isn't Fantasy World where you right. know there are a lot of companies because we've been shut down for so long that in my company included, thank God, you know I work for the company that I do and we're as financially well off as we are that I didn't have to take a pay cut, I didn't have to take furlough, I didn't have to, you know, you know, I didn't lose my job. Right. You know. But it's simple math. If a normal and if a normal MLB season is based off of 161 games and Major League Baseball uh relies on ticket gate revenue more than any other sport because there's so many games, if Baseball, their normal salaries, team salaries, expenses, all that is based off of 161, 162 game season. If they can only get in 100, if they can only get in 82 games, like was proposed, players have to recognize that they have to take cuts. Right. Of some, any other of some job, level. any other job in the world, it would be the same thing. I, I right. if. I, uh, it's so frustrating because I want to be sympathetic because I know for a fact if I was a MLB player that I would also be talking like they are right now, right? Right. That's just how human nature works. But my goodness, you have people that make no more than forty, fifty thousand a year, right? Which a ton of people make that much money, and who are taking possible pay cuts or just losing employment right now. And you got dudes who are already multimillionaires in the bank whining about this stuff and owners it's, versus players yeah. I mean, please get out of my face with it's stuff. it's millionaires and billionaires they're both at fault right they're exactly. both at fault. it's millionaires and billionaires fighting over uh, a couple million dollars really right and in the middle of a pandemic like i right. could understand if it was a stupid lockout right. situation which those can get really goofy but right. this is not a, a lockout this is a literal act of god as they call it Right. And it's like, come on, God, like this is so ridiculous. Right. And, what I and, do think, you know, what I do think is uh, <laughs> is interesting is what set the players off was is they wanted negotiations to stay private like they normally would in any CBA or contract negotiation. Right. They would stay private. But the owners decided to make it public because they thought that it, it would pressure the players to accept their offer because of exactly what's going on right now which right. is the public outcry of how ridiculously selfish they all look. And the players called the owner's bluff by saying, right. no, that's not going to make us, uh, that's not going to make us, you know, uh, back down. So right. in that sense, well, in that, that sense, in that sense, MLB. I side with the players yeah, because, the, because the owners shouldn't be using the public right. to try and influence uh, you know, their point of view. Right. And and now the, the MLB Players Union is easily one of the most powerful in the... Oh, bar world. none. It's not even close. The players... Yeah, no, but, it's it's, it's, the, it's the... It's the only... Well, NBA pretty much is too, but the NBA, there's only 12 yeah. players on a team, so it's not that big of a deal. But but you you never see ten year deals in in the NBA. You like there's right, a right, there's a right. there's a cap to how much an NBA player can make with the max contracts and all that stuff. In baseball, right. it's literally the wild wild west. 
you see teams right. every year signing free agents to 12, 13 year deals for $400 million. And, you know, they don't bat an eyelash. So, like, Bryce Harper is going to make $30 million when he's 39 years old. Right. But it, what is interesting about all this is there are a few teams, and Buster Olney went on the really big show on ESPN Cleveland. So, I got to shout out those guys for getting Buster on today. Um, you know, he talked about how he didn't name teams because, uh, you know, that's those teams are where his sources came from. So he's not going to name his sources, but there are teams that, you know, nobody's crying about the, you know, nobody's not able to put food on their table as an, as an MLB owner, but there, because there's no salary cap in baseball, because there's no, there's no, you know, there's revenue sharing in baseball, but not to the point where like it's the NFL, or the NBA, where everybody's on a level playing field. Like you have teams right. like Tampa Bay who have a forty million dollar payroll, and then the Yankees and the Dodgers who have three hundred million dollar payrolls. So there are teams probably like the Rays, the Royals, and you know who knows, maybe even the Indians, where the more that they lose time on the season, you know, the more that they're going to be hurting. Uh, compared to other teams, like the Yankees can probably survive losing the whole season, and they can come back and not be that effective. Effective, but right. if if baseball doesn't play this year, you are going to see number one, these four hundred million dollar contracts that are getting shelled out all the time is not going to happen at least right. for a, for a while, right? Like years, which. Could ultimately, in the end, as Buster said on on the interview, could help the Indians with the Frankie Lindor situation because there's going to be agents of players who are going to go to their current teams and be like, okay, what do you got? We might just take what your best offer is because nobody's going to be offering these big money deals for the for the next few years. Yeah. So the Indians could have a could have a chance, albeit probably on a shorter term contract with Frankie. You know, because of what's happening, he could come back to the Indians, sign a three-year deal worth like sixty million dollars, and be like, "Okay, I'm hopefully in three years, baseball's back, it's healthy, and you know, I have the ability to go out and sign this huge contract." But it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these contracts because I, I, I think the days of these teams shelling out ten-year contracts for forty million dollars a year is going to go away for at least probably five years because these teams have to recuperate and recover from what's happened. Yeah. So teams yeah. aren't even, even the Yankees and the Dodgers are not going to be going out there being like, here, come with us. We'll give you $400 million. This is not going to happen. Right. So stupid. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I thought Frankie was like for sure gone. Is that not the case? Well, I mean, we'll see. I, I think if, I think if baseball starts up, back up again this year, I think the Indians might trade him. Um if they don't, if if MLB loses if MLB loses a season, there's gonna be essentially like no free agency next year because nobody's gonna yeah. have any money to spend. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that at that point you could see Frankie and his agent come double back to the Indians and be like, okay, let's sign a short term contract, three years or whatever, twenty million dollars a year. Because he's going to be making 18 a year this year in arbitration. So it's not like it would be huge, uh, a huge increase. Like, all right, I'll take what you guys got, you know. 
So that's going to be interesting. Ultimately, Buster only said if uh, there's a gun to his head because of all the rhetoric that's coming out between baseball and the owner, the players and the owners being so far apart in negotiations that if he had to put money on it, gun to his head, he would say there's going to be no baseball this year. I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think that this is all posturing. You know, they to to reach their goal of starting by the fourth of July, they have to have a deal in place by probably the first week of June. So they still have two to three weeks to iron out some sort of negotiation. I think this is all posturing between the players and the owners. There's too much money at stake for them to not come to an agreement to come back. Um uh, and not play this year. And I and unfortunately, I think that's what it comes down to. I don't even think right now, I don't even think they care about the safety and as stupid as that this may sound, I don't even think they care about the coronavirus at this point. They don't care about the safety. They're haggling right. over money. Right. And there's too much money to be made and too much money too much money to be made if they bring back the season and too much money to be lost if they don't play this year to not play this year. That's my opinion. Yeah. It's an honest take. But probably the truth. We'll see what happens. So, weird times, gentlemen. Yeah, for sure. So, we'll see what happens. I don't know, but you know, it's definitely interesting. All so, right. what do we got? We got a we got a top five to get to, I believe. Oh yeah, we do. That's true. Yeah. You guys go ahead. Go first. I'll be right back. Sure. I won't be too long. Uh, this is going on almost two hours now, so <laughs> um, I'll be fast. So our top five, top five things that we miss during lockdown in coronavirus life, uh, and there's a lot, but I, I narrowed it down to five. I'm going to start with number five, of course, like I usually do. That's travel. I am by no means a crazy travel person, but I usually do several road trips throughout the year and i usually have about one one big trip to houston or one big trip to a random part of the country with my buddy so um yeah that's probably not happening this year and if it does it'll be different than it normally is um so yeah travel number four house parties uh, i love house parties they're a lot of fun especially in the summer and also even in the winter when and it's pressing those will be back those yeah. are going to be back. No, you're right, Jimmy. You're right. Quick in the next few weeks, exactly. for sure. Exactly, and and that that's going to go back to normal. But but I just feel like it's been weird the last two months, really not having like a ton of people over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. Of all the things, I'm probably going to say that's probably one that's going to be back soonest. Uh, number three would be festivals. I love festivals. I love summer festivals, especially. There's nothing like going to Beer Fest or the Feast of the Assumption or any of those great summer festivals we have in Cleveland. And it's going to be a huge bummer to basically miss out on all of them. Uh, number two, hanging out with friends at a brewery. Truly probably one of my favorite things to do in life. Just go out, get some buds and friends over, and you all go out to a, a brewery or two. So much fun, especially breweries with a nice patio. Get a fresh pint right off the tap. Uh, I miss that a lot. Uh, and hopefully that's going to be back soon as well. Uh, but number one, no doubt, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, is sports. Uh, I have been an active sports fan since as long as I can remember. 
some of my first memories were sports related and uh, I never realized how much I'd miss it until it was all gone. So I'm really bummed out about the potential weirdness of how the NBA might end this year or just get canceled altogether. Uh, I also enjoy watching the NFL postseason, and I have no idea what's going on with that. Uh, MLB looks like it might not even happen. Looks like the NFL might be the only one that could be kind of regular, but I wouldn't put it past anything. Nothing surprises me anymore in this coronavirus age. Hopefully we get the NFL at least. But anyway, so sports are number one. I can go real quick. Um, So my number uh, five it's going to breweries and or bars. Um, you know, my last couple of months at college was kind of a bummer, and I was just kind of getting acclimated in Kent. I've only been there for two years, and I could only really go to the bars for a short period of time there. So I didn't really get to send off, you know, bar crawl or just the last few weekends with your buddies that you met at college. Yeah. So that's a big bummer, and I'm excited in the future to go back and meet up with some of those guys, but it won't be the same, and I'm graduated now, so – Kind of sucks, and uh, I know we're all on the same boat, but I just can't wait to go back. Um, number four, I want to know what you guys – well, Jordan has a girlfriend. Uh, giving somebody a hug or just dapping somebody up? I haven't hugged somebody in, like, months. Oh, yeah, I haven't dapped somebody up. I haven't given a handshake. I, I haven't high five. Just fist bump. <laughs> easy, easy, <Yeah>. easy, <laughs> easy. Stop. I haven't shook anybody's hand. Let me reword that. <laughs> <laughs> This might sound weird, but like, especially when hey, I go out and I'm drinking at like bars, like I get real social. I'm always social, but like I get especially he's, social. He's very much like, a social butterfly. Just, yeah, I I miss just like walking up to some random person, and be like, "Yo, I like that player's jersey, that jersey that you're wearing," and just high five them. Especially if it's like, a Chelsea I, fan, tap them up, exactly. give somebody a hug. I even give I my even own. Get- you know what? I think at this point Jordan would actually hug a Chelsea fan. I don't know about that. I'm gonna <laughs> not even know. Huh? What about, what about, what about Arsenal? No, even worse. Although one of my good friends, Leland, is an Arsenal fan, and and I would definitely give him a hug. Shout out, Leland. That's a very, very, very rare exception. But only only if he's not wearing his Arsenal jersey. Actually, good point. I don't want to get crap all over me, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That's like, that's like, me, with, that's that's like me with the Steelers or the Ravens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm hug deprived. Even my mom won't give me a hug. I'm down oh, here wow. with her, and, and, she, and she works yeah. at um. I mean, she never did. You know, I'm not. I'm not loved. Um, just kidding. She works at a hospital sometimes, so she's in contact with. You know, oh, yeah. who knows good what? Time. So. Yeah. Dude, with my with my mom and my grandmother, it's been the the elbow bump. We don't even do fist bumps; it's the elbow. Yep, and like she gave me, uh, you know, people are doing these grad parties, virtual grad parties. I, I was down here with my mom for it, and she gave me like a happy, you know, graduation card. She's like, "Good job, elbow." <laughs> <laughs> She's proud oh, of you. This is sad. This is sad. Oh, uh, so that's number four. Number three, going to a local coffee shop. I was just mm. starting to get acclimated at the coffee shops in Cleveland and whether it was yeah. in Kent, just uh, going there, whatever, what, like whether I was doing some work, reading a book, just trying different things. Um, and not Starbucks, uh, local coffee Ooh. shops. Shout out to Duncan still. Still love you. Um, so that sucks. Number two, uh, I usually come to Florida about once a year during this time. So going to the beach, it's very weird not being able to, you know, walk over. Luckily, we're really close. But um, 
there's cop cars blocking the entrance to every uh, every entrance. So definitely something weird. Definitely miss it. Um, hopefully it opens up soon and becomes normal again. And number, number one, uh, going to work. Uh, I had an internship this whole year, and I really loved it. I met a lot of cool people. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I took it for granted. I was really thankful for the opportunity. But it just sucks knowing that's how it had to end. And um, is, it officially, is it officially over? Yeah, no, it's been over for a little while now since oh. this all kind of started. So hopefully uh, it gets back to normal eventually and I can make my way back there somehow. So that's yeah, number awesome. one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. All right, I'll go. I didn't hear most of Jordan, so I don't know if maybe we have a uh, – I had to take a short bathroom break. I don't know if I heard <laughs> any of Jordan's, but I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, so number five for me – is uh gathering with a group of friends and just having a bonfire on like a cool spring night i would usually it would be a fall night but we're in the spring so um that's something i love sitting around a fire whether it's you know you got a beer in your hand or or you're just hanging out with friends you know whatever um i love sitting around a fire a uh crisp patio beer on a sunny day that's number four um specifically i'm thinking about terrestrial um, yes, thinking about yes. Collision Bend. Collision Bend has my favorite patio in the whole city, right on the water. Um, Dan, I was just going to say, it seems like it's just about a year ago, maybe a little less, that uh, you, me, and um, Brandon were at Saucy for the finals. Oh, yeah. Finals, yeah. Absolutely. I know. That was my first time there. It sucks that's not going to happen again. Not for a little while. No. Nope. We'll see. But uh, Well, actually, patios are open tomorrow, so... Not for well, the fi- well, you can't see the finals. Well, right, but yeah, it's not going to be the same. The, you know what's funny is uh, Governor Dewine couldn't have picked a worse weekend to open up patios because it's going to rain right, all weekend. Like rain city. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty interesting. So number three for me is celebrating our hundredth episode live with all of our listeners, family, and friends at a local brewery, which we had planned, and literally days before that was supposed to happen, uh, everything got shut down. So. Uh, we had an agreement in place to go to a brewery and bring all of you awesome listeners that we have to that event for our 100th episode. So if you noticed, and you can go back through our lineup of all our episodes, we skipped episode 100. So I've gotten a lot of messages as to, uh, hey, you guys are terrible at math because you can't count, and you guys went from 99 to 101. Like there's a reason, there's a method to our madness. So whenever right. this is done, whenever we can go back and we can meet, uh, you know, like uh, breweries and stuff are going to open this next week. But you know, who knows the restrictions and all that, like that are going to be in place, and whether we can bring, you know, twenty five, fifty of our listeners, family, and friends to a live episode taping. You know, we don't know. So whenever this is all over, we're going to do episode one hundred, and we're going to hopefully do it right. Uh, number two. Jimmy can relate to this. Being able to celebrate my birthday in a non-shelter-in-place atmosphere. Yeah, that uh, sucked. <laughs> you know, I, I, my friends and family made my birthday about as good as you could possibly do it um, for having to be sheltered in place. But uh, I was really kind of down that day and leading up to it and stuff because, you know, usually... My birthday is the is in the middle of April, so it's right as baseball season starting. So pretty much every year, I go to a baseball game right around my birthday if the Indians are home, 
and uh, I couldn't do that this year. So that kind of bummed me out. But And then number one, going right into that, the number one thing that I miss right now is going to the corner of Carnegie in Ontario and going to an Indians game and over overpaying for a hot dog and overpaying for a beer and watching baseball. That is the number one thing that I miss. Oh, absolutely. Bro, bro what I would do to price go, gouge. What I would oh. do to go get a Holy Moses uh oh. from Great Lakes and then go get a bratwurst with onions and peppers on top of it for oh, 16.50. Dude, I don't even need that. I just need a hot dog and a prosperity wheat from Market Garden. Yes. And yes. you know, that's, you know, probably 6 bucks for the hot dog, 12 bucks for the beer. 18 bucks for that and just go stand out in the at the corner bar area oh my gosh there's nothing better in the summertime nothing better. dude i agree man Going i miss to that ball so game much truly i miss indians games so much so that's my top five and then going out to like a rooftop bar before or after or hoffer house like we do sometimes oh, oh it's another thing i tweeted that yesterday i miss yeah i, I want to go to hoffer house so bad but put down a couple liters and just yeah. sing along to the live music that's playing. I agree. Oh, can't Soon enough. Again. Can't <sighs> wait to do it again. Well, so that was a good top five in a weird way. Kind of reminiscing yeah. in some ways. Um, bouncing off of that, we all kind of mentioned we miss bars and restaurants and just going out with friends and going out on a Saturday night or whatever. So... Some positive news uh, is that the uh, the restrictions on restaurants and bars are lifting very soon. In fact, starting tomorrow um, or today, as you're listening to this, that is, uh, you can now go to a patio uh, area and sit at a restaurant or a bar. So we asked everyone on Twitter, are you planning to go to a restaurant or bar this weekend? Uh, I'm a little surprised by the numbers, but I'm also not. But my first reaction was surprised. I guess now that I've been thinking about it, I guess it's not too surprising. But 78% of y'all said no, and 22% said yes. So it sounds like it might be a mix of either hesitation due to obviously the virus, which is understandable, or just knowing that the experience is not going to be the same, or knowing that the experience is going to be frustrating because of wait times or just weird things that might be going on. Yeah. So I understand that I, I, Dan, you, I even told you very bluntly how I was like, well, this is stupid. I was like, I don't even know if I even would want to go to this. And, and yeah. I still kind of think that to a certain degree, but my goodness, I tell you what, if it's a nice day tomorrow night or Saturday, I'm going to be tempted as hell to go to terrestrial's patio somebody's patio i might do it i don't know we'll see but if you do let me know oh 100 that that would be a thing that we go together yeah Um, i uh i i i i I agree with you i voted no for some of the same reasons yeah Um, yeah. i'm to for me it's like what's the point because there's going to be so much restrictions and so much like like essentially if you're lucky enough to like if you're lucky enough to get a table like starting tomorrow on the patio and then the 21st when uh, inside restaurants uh, open up. Right. Between the time right. you have to wait for a table. Right. You can't go up. So 
So usually, like, like how often do we actually go to a restaurant and sit at a table? Usually, we're going to a sports right. bar where right. we're sitting at the bar, walking up to the bar. You can't do that. Nobody's allowed to sit right. at the bar. Nobody's allowed to walk right. up to the bar. You have to sit down. You have to have somebody, uh, you know, you have to have a hostess or whatever bring you to a table. You essentially, once you're sat, you can't get up unless you have to go to the bathroom. You can't get up and do anything. Um, everything still has to be socially distanced. It's just, and I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not blaming the restaurants for this. These are the rules. Like, like I, I'm going to be very frustrated tomorrow and over the weekend. If anybody that I follow or anybody that I see on Twitter goes up and like, is like mad at like the bars and the restaurants, they're, they're just, they're (laughs) doing what they're told. Like it's not their fault. (laughs) Right. Right. Or if someone complains about the wait times, like, God, like, are you right. serious right Again, now? It's not like, their fault. <laughs> right. It's they're literally allowed to have like 25% capacity. Right. Imagine. W- remember the wait times for restaurants with a hundred percent capacity. Yeah. Right. Imagine having 25%. It's going to be exactly. great. So we'll see. I mean, like you said, if, if it's nice tomorrow night and, you know, we decide, hey, let's try and go to Terrestrial. And it turns out Terrestrial's patio is not 100% packed and we can find a table and sit and hang out. You know, that would be awesome to do that tomorrow night. Yeah, but I agree. The chances of that happening are probably few and far between. Right. Um, because Terrestrial's not like a typical bar. They don't stay open until like 2 in the morning. I think tomorrow they're open until 11. So, you know, it's not a lot of time to allow for tables to open up so right. who knows who knows what's gonna happen and i feel like i don't need to say this but it's people so probably please tip really well if you do go yeah. to a bar and sit down but same yeah so i mean same same way as you know we've always talked about on our uh, small business spotlight segments right um which thinking about it now i'm a bad person i don't have anything to spotlight this week so no, you're not. It's fine, man. It, it's yeah. expensive to to dine out. Is, I haven't dined is. out once this week. Actually, yeah. it's been over a week since I dined out. I did get. I've been getting coffee from some local places, but that's about it. Yeah. You know? So, but but yeah. So I mean, yeah. those are those are the those are the restaurant uh, updates. Other. Yeah, I do have a quick a quick update as well on some future things happening real yeah, fast yeah. before we wrap up. Um, so gyms, fitness centers, pools, and rec centers can open up May 26, according to Mike DeWine. So that's very soon. Child care can open up again May 31st. And non-contact sports leagues can open up May 31st. This includes baseball, I heard. Yeah, it's like Little League or something like that. Well, like like rec league stuff. Rec league stuff. Yeah, like... Uh, so like if you're in a softball, like an adult oh, softball, right. league or something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. and also I heard that the state left it open to resume spring high school sports. Oh, okay. So there's oh, a wow. chance that track and field can still be played this spring. Baseball, softball. Uh, like, I don't know what other spring sports there are tennis. I don't know, but, but yeah, so who knows? They still have to work out the details on that because usually those seasons would be 
fully going by now, and uh, seniors are going to graduate in a couple weeks from from high school. So, like, you know, what are they going to do then? Like, are they going to play senior seasons after these kids graduate? Like, I don't know. Right. But I, don't, I, but I guess you know the, to be the person making that decision. <laughs> yeah, Governor call. DeWine. Yeah, Governor DeWine or Secretary of State John Houston did not shut down the idea of uh the OHSAA uh resuming spring sports. So we'll see what happens. That's a tough situation for uh kids who have um you know like full rides to a college for a sport right. and uh not that they're graduated, like what if the college they commit to it's like no you're not playing anymore. Like Right. I don't know, just the thought of getting injured potentially yeah. late in the summer. Be, yeah, I mean it would be it would be hard for a school to tell a high school senior like hey you know like a baseball player for instance like i can still play like i can finish out my senior year in high school uh before i go to college uh, yeah i'm sure they want they want them to but and you're gonna tell me i can't do idea. that like it's yeah mm-hmm. so, but, but yeah who knows you so, can't put it past anything anymore yeah who knows well thanks for that update jordan appreciate it yeah uh, before Definitely. we get out of here, uh, let's real quick do our shout out segment. Anybody got any shout outs this week? Shout out Ooh. Florida, this weather, because <laughs> I was not missing it when I came down. Because uh, I mean, I wasn't missing Ohio's weather because hey, it was hey, snowing man. the day I left. Uh, hey man, it was 75 today. It might have been raining for half the day, but it was 75 today. It was snowing last week. How does that happen? So I don't oh, miss that, yeah. but I'll see you next week. I'm giving you a hug, one of you two. <laughs> yeah, fine with me. Yeah, uh, I uh, I got to shout out my uh, my barbecue pit, my grill, barbecue pit. There you go. My grill. Um, I've been really enjoying that, and this might sound goofy, but that has really upped my spirits a lot of nights because oh, I yeah, really man. enjoy grilling and and having a charcoal grill, especially, reminds me of uh, home. Back when Texas. I was a kid, so yeah, Texas, we would always have a charcoal grill. So yeah, it kind of even like last night, I was really down, and then I remembered I had chicken in the fridge, and I was like, you know what? Screw it, I'm firing up the coals, and it was a good time. So yeah. All right, shout out for me goes out to my brother and my sister in law, Mike and Jamie. Uh, they are pregnant again, and we found out oh, that wow. uh, they're having a boy this time. Shut up. Yeah, so a little boy Ford carrying on the family name. So, Can I name him Rona? Pretty pumped. No. God. No. I, we, <laughs> we, annoy, we annoy Jamie so much about names and stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's hilarious. So my, my brother's middle name is Henry, Henry Ford, because that's, that's our grandfather's name. Henry, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not not the rich Henry Ford, because I would be rich, but it comes from <laughs> money. Yeah. So <laughs> I told Jamie that uh, they got to name him Henry so we can all call him Hank. Hank like Ford. <laughs> so but I, I, that didn't go over very well. So but we'll see. Uh, they, Jamie said they have a few names picked out already, so um, I'm sure they won't. They won't tell us until, uh, until he arrives. So yeah, new uh, new nephew into the family. Going to be an uncle for the second time, and 
pretty stoked about that. So shout out Mike and Jamie. More so Jamie because she's got to do all the work. She's so. doing most of the work. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know that. Just along for the ride. Yeah. And Gracie too, because she's going to be a big sister. So shout yeah. out Gracie. She's learning her ABCs, by the way. Awesome. Not even two years old. She's learning her ABCs. Good, good start. That's a, that's a <clears throat> yeah. good start. Fun fact. I couldn't say uh, the word three when I was probably her age. So that's cool. <laughs> I said free. Free. Free, free. Willie. Yeah. Couldn't say three. So. A bit of a slow kid back then. Yeah. Better now. We graduated college, boys. Are you sure? Hmm? Well, I mean, you read. I mean, from Kent, but can't read, can't write. Still can't write. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. He's a college grad, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, he's a college grad. Ladies yeah. got that education. Yeah. Now let's get me a gerb. That's right. It took his gerb. Took my gerb. All right. <laughs> so, I, I, anything else we got? That's pretty much going to do it. We're we're going real long on this episode, but we had a lot to. Two uh, hours. To. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So that that means uh, I need to wrap it up. So uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out. Uh, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. You can check out our website lotlpodcast.com where you can see all of our embedded links to our episode. And, oh, quick shout-out to Ryan Donathan, who wrote his first piece for LOTLpodcast.com. Yeah. Shout-out. Uh, talking about the NFL draft, specifically the Browns, and he detailed out all of our picks. So check that out on the website. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. So uh, for Jordan and uh, Jimmy, who's down in Florida, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 108, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.